Shut up and sit down. You know, you are a wonderful guy, and I admire many things about you, but you're a terrible person to discuss personal problems with. Thank you, friend. That really means a lot to me. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. Because then I start to taste them. I say, and then I start to smell them. So it's like a smell that tastes like, I was like, I like turtles. We're slow learners, and we're not particularly good listeners. That'll be, uh, that'll be a huge problem. We're also slow learners. And now, your hosts, Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von During. Please enjoy the Dialed Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Dialed Podcast. Today, I'm here with Matt Legrand. Yes, in studio. Yes. <laughs> Not in Michigan on horrible Skype systems. Yes, welcome back, yes. Matt. And we are here with Lance Hepler. Last chance, Lance Romance Whoa. in the house. Whoa. <laughs> I got complaints last week about the no pants Lance. Oh, that yeah. didn't go over real well. So yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, you didn't wear pants. So <laughs> it's all on radio, it's totally okay. It just sounded weird with four guys in a room <laughs> and I'm saying I have no pants on. So it's just no judgment it, zone. No, <laughs> no judgment zone. I have Lycra on, right? <laughs> but your legs weren't shaped. You're <laughs> no, good. That's true. Hey, where's the guy that's normally sitting between the two uh, of you? Oh, missing in action. I don't know. I think he has a job or job. I don't know. What does, a, a job? One of those things <laughs> that keeps you from playing around all the time. Uh, We're missing Evan today. No Evan Price. That poor working stiff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got called in on his day off again. Sorry, Evan. Um, we will uh, have him back next week, though. So um, hopefully he uh, enjoys his day of yeah fixing the the general population. He has long work days too. Yes, yeah, he does long work days, and and yet he still squeezes in squeezes in more training than the three of us combined. So <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know, I don't know how he does that. Yeah. So hey, real quick before we get into our backpedal. I just wanted to say thank you to the listeners. I was able to take a look at some numbers that blew my mind. And to date, we've had 17,000 listens. That absolutely blows my mind, which is so freaking cool. That's kind of unbelievable. It is. And we're starting to get some really cool feedback, too, on our iTunes page. We're getting some some great uh, reviews and some some stars and whatnot, and uh, I really enjoy reading that. So and uh, some complaints about not wearing pants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Complaint department. Yeah, yeah. You can send your complaints to Lance at dialedpodcast dot com. Nice. Tell him to keep his pants on. <laughs> yeah, super so, nice. Super I nice just, to have people like listening and giving. I mean, I'm I'm hearing mostly positive feedback, yeah. so I I appreciate it a lot. And I, it's just crazy. Like I show up to a race or I'm out, yep. you know, just doing stuff on a ride, and you get people coming up to you and saying, "Hey, I listened. I really like this one, or that one right. was good. I, that was funny. I appreciate and the topics." Chiming in on topics that yes. we've discussed because I do feel like our listeners are just like part of our gang, right? right. Like, yeah, right. They have the same, you know. I feel like they get the same inside jokes or whatever we're joking about shaving legs or something stupid yeah. or whatever and i feel like yeah that's funny like chime in with us like you are part of the podcast so <laughs> we'd love to hear from you more we yeah, would that's so, true yeah. yes so yeah we'll uh we'll have a little bit at the end of the show so you're gonna have to stick around and listen no, i've got hopefully. a little little something for the folks so um anyway let's get into our backpedal lance how was your week oh well let's start with the most important thing 
Today's my 24th anniversary. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Happy anniversary. Yes. 24, just like that. 24 years with uh, Brandy, my fantastic wife. Better I'm half. super lucky to have her, so she is really great. That so. is glorious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've already been hassled also for using the word glorious too much. So the glorious count for me right now is two. Two. I've already said it twice. That's our, cool. Do our listeners? There's have to my like, vault. Our listeners have to like take a drink take each a time drink you say yes. it. Yes. Says glorious. There's yes. number three. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So it's our 24th anniversary today. Um, take a wild guess at how we are celebrating tonight. Uh, going out biking and taking photos. Short track. I am racing. <laughs> <laughs> I am racing tonight, and my oh. wife has her own soccer game. So oh, hey. that's not even... I actually think that's really cool. Yeah. So we're going to have lunch together at some point. Is that... Uh, no, is that, I just like it. It, it sounds really cool. Okay. No. I was hoping Evan, <laughs> right. I was hoping I maybe Evan was, was trying to call break it. in. Come in. Join us. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're, we're excited. I, I, I can't say enough great things about my wife. She's been... Oh a stalwart for me and I'm lucky to have her so anyway. she's a trooper she puts up with a lot of she does yeah she puts up with a lot of yeah a lot of Lance good. and questionable romance the other <laughs> there's a lot of that um the other cool thing my uh my youngest daughter Darby um she turns 18 this wow. week yes so it's her 18th birthday and um I kind of screwed things up this is um real talk with <laughs> Uh, parents, <laughs> parenting by is, Lance Hepler. Is this a no judgment zone? <laughs> this is a no judgment zone. <laughs> okay. This is actually kind of a funny story because um, my my anniversary is on June 4th. I'm going to spill the beans about the date, okay. but my anniversary is on June 4th. My daughter's birthday is on June 6th, so they're two days apart, and uh, and I get them screwed up all the time. Oh. Oops. I, I mix them up. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I, I am planning to go to the NCAA track and field championships this oh, week yeah. down in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. I'm going with a, a buddy of mine from college. He's flying in, and we're going down. That's cool. And so he was planning on flying in on Wednesday, and I'm like, hey, that's my anniversary. I, he was planning on flying in on June 6th, Okay. and I'm like, that's my anniversary. Let me make sure it's cool with my wife that uh, I can go with you because we're going to leave early and try to catch all day Wednesday all day Thursday, all day Friday. Okay. I have to be home for Saturday because it's my daughter's graduation from high school. Right. Gosh. Can't yeah. miss that. Yeah. So that was the plan was for me to uh, go. And I asked my wife, hey, if I take off with Ryan on the night of our anniversary, <laughs> oh, is that a big deal? And she's like, no, I didn't even remember it was our anniversary. This right. Is cool. I, yeah. Actually, I kind of hope my wife doesn't listen to this now. So anyway, um, but I had completely screwed it up. I messed it up. It's actually my daughter's 18th birthday, which I cannot miss. No, no. So there's some scrambling. Scramble. Go. <laughs> there's some scrambling going on. But one other shout out to my my daughter. We had our um, our high school's uh, senior awards night. Oh. And I, think um, I saw this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And and and. Uh, we were called by the district to make sure that we were going to, me and my wife would be in attendance. Mm-hmm. And 
so we went. It's a, like a two an hour and twenty minute yeah. thing, so it's kind of brutal to sit through <laughs> <laughs> because it's a packed house. There's all this, you know, most of the seniors, most of the senior parents, um, and they're telling who got scholarships and who gets awards. And my daughter was getting an award for the uh, theater department right. because she's involved with theater. And so that's why we figured we were there. So we go. Uh, she gets the award for the theater department. And at the very end of the night, they give away an award for senior of the year for the boy and senior of the year for the girl. And they gave the award to my daughter, Darby Shea Hepler. Wow. So I mean, you have an amazing family. Thank you. Standing. Well, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know because you. I mean, you just look and you're like, yeah, probably not. But like, then you're like, but <laughs> somehow, 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 this it's family, my wife. this family of yours, <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, so my kids are pretty awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, or pass the congratulations on to her. Yeah, a couple of cool things with my daughter yeah hey how's your back and your your drop foot and all that other Uh, stuff come along yeah thank you for asking you know um the back feels the same i deal with the level of pain every day that i'm just kind of used to drop foot is really not improving drastically but i am still able to ride and and i've i've actually had a couple of good weeks of riding i actually that's why I ask. Yeah, I <laughs> I put in like 260 miles this wow. last week, which was That's great. Impressive. Yeah, so um and and I'm feeling better and stronger, and so good. I, I think I'm. I think my body is learning how to pedal more efficiently, even though my right foot doesn't work 100. percent Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, just in time, it'll come around. Yeah guess we'll see how it goes yeah, i'm looking forward to the road racing season kind of wrapping up here pretty soon so we can get out on some more rides yes it's been a while this it'll be nice i did i did have a bit of a close call this week oh man yeah yep <laughs> for those that now, follow me on strava now. oh no <laughs> so um i was out for a ride i you know i've i've been trying to do a couple hours every day with some harder efforts because i'm trying to get in shape for this short track season because uh-huh. i'm hoping to do well and um i was riding in uh in front of columbia river high school which is in vancouver washington and there's there's a segment there that is is a is a dip kind of a bit of a dip segment it's only a half mile long or something like that where there's a downhill section and then it flattens out and then there's an uphill section and that's perfect for me because i don't climb real well and so I was hammering this section, like down in the drops, um, putting out as many watts as I could and trying to go up the hill to the end of the segment. And um, there, an oncoming car mm-hmm. did not see me coming and turned left oh. right in front of me. And I, I don't want to blame the car entirely because... I had my head down. Yes. I mean, I had You're my eyes hard. up, but I was going hard. Mm-hmm. And I had my hands on the drops, not near the brakes. Mm-hmm. And I see this car turn in front of me, and I thought, this is it? This is how it ends. <laughs> I'm going 30 miles an hour. I'm going 30 miles an hour. I'm going to drill this car. And oh. somehow I got my hands on my brakes. I popped my left foot out. I did a full on power slide skidding turn. To, oh, wow. Yeah, with my foot down, my rear wheel locked up, 
and yeah. I skidded, and I literally missed the rear bumper by an inch. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're That's, lucky you weren't underneath the car. Yes, yeah. I could have slid out right underneath the yeah. car, but I. Those are your cross skills coming in, coming <laughs> to life right there. What it was. <laughs> but and she was completely freaked out, and there was a car coming up on me, and she like stopped and like, uh, that was a close call, and I just cussed audibly. <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> I was pretty freaked out. Yeah. Oh, cheese and crackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but. But it was all good. I survived it. But, you know, it, I guess it's just a warning out there to keep your head up when you're riding on Jeez. these roads. Always. Yeah. yeah. Always, always. I like to say that I ride with my head on a swivel. I'm always looking at, you know, every intersection and, right. you know, every way to, to try to prevent something like that happening. And there's lots of stories of people getting drilled. And I had a very close call yeah uh, and sometimes week. when a car takes a turn like that and and oftentimes it's like they pass you and they turn right and you know and you, there's nothing you can do you're yeah you're, i mean there's some of those situations where like there's nothing, there's you, nothing can do. you can do there's nothing you can do like it's, it's not a matter of you looking around more that's not going to help right um so i don't know i mean i think i think the more that i ride the more fearful i become of, of you know and I, maybe it's because we have more friends that have gotten hit by cars or yeah. whatever it is but i just i find myself getting more and more afraid to be out on the road right mm-hmm. so oh well so glad you're okay man i, yeah. I survived so, it yep yeah <laughs> and then i was angry enough the rest of the ride that i stole a kom there from it a is teammate ride yeah. ride with ride with <laughs> anger <laughs> rode with anger yes oh. use it to your advantage <laughs> uh, awesome Matt, welcome back to the studio. Yes. How was Michigan? Um, right. I was in Michigan until Wednesday, and Michigan was great. It was just really hot. I couldn't believe how hot. I was really surprised um, because Michigan typically this time of year is not that warm. You know, I mean, it's fine. It's like, you know, similar to what we have here in the Pacific Northwest. But it was, I think we hit like 100 one day. And my kids spent literally over five hours in the pool one day just because it was like you wow. couldn't. The, oh and I was just, I was out in the middle of nowhere and there was no air conditioning. And it was just like, wow, it was really hot. So it was kind of uncomfortable. Everything was uncomfortable. I would go for a run and it was just like tough. And like go, I went for a couple of bike rides, which were pretty nice. Uh, and I mentioned this last time I got to ride like a, I think it ended up being like a 1984 um, <clears throat> Lotus, you know, 12 speed with down tube shifters, just like a super cool bike to ride. Like I was just like, I don't know what to do with this bike. Like, do I, do I take pictures of it or do I like actually take it for a ride? Like I just thought it was really fun to ride that bike and I had a cool group to ride with in Michigan. So that was really fun. But, um, so, you know, the rest of it was tough cause I, I wasn't able to swim when I went running. It was so hot and miserable that I just, I basically melted out there and so I kind of had a rough week of training. And I, I mean, I think sometimes we expect that when we travel um, to the in-laws and doing things like that, that, that you're not going to have the best week of training or whatever. But it was yeah. fine. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then even coming back, like I came back and I, I've done a couple runs and things like that. And not one of them has been good. So I'm thinking just a little recovery time just and then try to kind of get off. back into, yeah, just try to get back into a groove, you know, yep. like just like, because I think all of us do really well when we're like in our own little groove and we're doing our, you know, daily workouts and things like that. I think we do pretty well. Throw us out of that groove, eh, not so great. So, so yeah, so um, my weekly recap is uh, mixed, but, um, but still, you know, good trip. Good. 
Yeah. Good. Good. Anything else? Um, I posted a couple videos to YouTube. One was um, like a bit comedic. It was like uh, this um, press conference for my this swim series. So, so for new listeners or people that haven't heard me talk about this before, um, I'm putting on this like swim series that's completely free. There's just like no sign up or anything. You come, you show up, you swim, uh, and there's going to be buoys and a route and like a timing clock and things like that. Um, but uh, you know, I want people to show up and do it. And we have like 90 people interested. I, I do think our max is something like 150 people. I think the park just, we're just not allowed to have that many people. So um, we have a lot of people. And I just was like, I'm going to put out this like stupid, like press conference thing where it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm answering questions from yeah. people or whatever. And the questions are all funny or whatever. So I posted a video to YouTube. And then I also, um, took a little bit of video of the uh, like retro bike that I was riding and posted that like my classic, my classic uh, down tube shifting bike that I got to ride. <laughs> I posted that to YouTube and, um, and yeah, so, th- you know, just a couple little fun things, nothing big. All right. Well, when yeah. does, when does the swim series start? There's this Thursday. This Thursday. So yeah. So, it's you know, be on um, Thursdays. these podcasts come out on Wednesdays. So it'd be like the Thursday. So that's June 7th. And I'm hoping to get as many people out there as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. We have cool. some good feedback so far. Yeah. So, should be fun. We'll be sure to post those videos. There's and some links up on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. The if podcast. you guys are out biking, because that's probably like ice cream social ride type thing. Like, you guys have, there's this ice cream social ride, which is a nice, easy ride in the in the Vancouver, Washington area. And um, it's a really nice group. But if you guys want to come by, we're going to have like food and music and, you know, stuff ah. afterwards. Like the whole, <laughs> we have the whole park rented out and it's all our friends, right? Like a lot of the, you know, triathlete, triathlete people. And yeah, just pop by and just say hi for sure. On by. And you can bring the family too because there's going to be kids and soccer. Um, oh yeah, because there's a field behind the pavilion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's actually, I'm going to put up a slack line which oh, yeah. is a birthday gift to my wife. So if she listens to this podcast between, <laughs> so her birthday is on Friday. Okay. So if the podcast comes out on Wednesday and she listens to it between Wednesday and Friday, she's going to find out what her surprise birthday gift is. <laughs> Can what we if, block your wife? I don't, I, don't think she, I don't think she'll listen. Okay. So okay. I think we're safe, but it could happen. You silly boys and your silly, silly things. Silly podcasts. <laughs> Jake, Fun. how about how was your week, Jake? My week wasn't too bad. I finally had this little moment, and I've uh, I told a couple people about this um, over the weekend. I've had this god awful rib situation yeah. from that that wreck. That's yeah, been, it's been bugging you. some weeks now. It's been a little over three weeks. I uh, the worst when you've got rib issues is when you have to sneeze, and oh. there's like it's like nothing you can do, and your whole body just explodes, and it's just pain. I, uh, you know, you, you hold yourself, you get all tense and you try and like, you know, keep it as, as minimal as possible. And you're just going through that and same thing. So over the weekend went to go sneeze. I'm like, Oh, not again. These are the worst. And like, I'm holding myself like that, that initial, like breathe in and then like everything tenses up. And in that, that brief moment of tensing, I have this like little pop in my back. I'm like, Oh, what was that? And then I sneezed. And then as I sneezed, I'm like, wait a second, that didn't hurt. Ah, I'm like, yeah. Sweet Jesus, it's, it's back in place. The, yeah. the rib is back in place. So, rib back in place. Yeah, so it went from uh, you know pain that was basically between like six, seven, eight on the scale of ten down to like one, two, three. So wow. it became totally manageable. It's still sore, but um, that was um, 
much, much needed and, and very, very welcome. And that was on Saturday. And the nice part about that was is the next day I signed myself up to go down to Brownsville, Oregon for the Oregon State Time Trial Championship. Yeah. This is and what I wanted to hear about, definitely. <laughs> I had no idea that you were doing this. So, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, don't know, I just wanted to go down there yeah. and support the team. And exactly. I, I, I wanted to get a good training ride in. And, I, you know, what better than go you know, 24.8 miles as hard as you possibly can and get ready for a, a state championship road race coming up in a few yeah. weeks and be with your teams and teammate and all that fun teammates and all that fun stuff. So, um, I don't have a time trial bike though. So right. I was thinking, well, do I want to sign up for the Eddie class? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that, but it's not that that's, there's not a state championship classification for that in that race. Uh -huh. So, um, and when you race in a state championship, when you, you finish based on your results, you get double points that go towards oh, the team. Right. Yeah. So, um, for the team points, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to bypass the old Eddie class and I'm going to do the, the open or the, the men's, the master's men's forties. And I'm gonna do it on my road bike, and I'm even some like clip-on aero bars would have made a huge difference. And guess what I put on my bike, Matt? What'd you put on your bike? Some clip-on aero bars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, you know, I don't have an, uh, like one of the I always call them like the goofy aero helmets that uh, the time uh -huh. trials wear, but they they work. I mean, they make you faster. Yeah. yeah um, I don't have deep dish wheels. Um, I couldn't borrow any because they don't really. It's, it's kind of hard to find that you know, deep dish wheels that have disc brakes, um, oh, disc brake compatible. Right. So has disc brakes. yeah, so I'm running on some 38 millimeter, uh, yeah. you know, DT Swiss wheels that are really nice, but they're not meant for time trialing and yeah. my bike is not meant for time trialing, but slapped on a speed suit. We have these, uh, yeah. body paint speed suits from Castelli that are pretty slick and that uh, saves time. It does. Yeah. It does it, yeah I watched Matt's video. It's not 72 seconds. <laughs> yeah. worth of time. I, I even tried to put some latex <laughs> tubes in there, but the one I had, it had a hole in it and I didn't even uh, to use it. So okay. I said, screw it, and just put the regular tubes back. You should have touched base with me because I have so much junk that I could have been like, here's the wheel, here's a, here's an aero helmet. <laughs> well, you don't the... have a wheel with a disc brake on it, no. though. Otherwise, I would have been rolling around. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sans brakes, but right. I suppose I didn't need a rear. <laughs> no. You didn't need a rear so. brake. <laughs> right. But uh, anyhow, um, put the aero clip on bars, and I've really spent very little time in clip on bars like not, or aero bars right. ever in my life. I think I was telling Lance before. Uh, we got started today. I'm like, I rode a TT bike back in like 2013. And right. then the day before I put the clip-ons on and I spent all of about 10 minutes on it in, in that, yeah. that position just to make sure that I could you know, do, do it, it just yeah. fine and to make some other tweaks. And um, I learned really quickly that I needed to change the saddle out. And I just so happened to have a, um, a TT specific saddle. So that Which made, one was it? Do you remember? An Adamo. Yeah, that's a good saddle. So yeah, yeah and um, it really alleviated a lot of issues that I was having from my saddle. Right. So, um, you know, I put that all on there and went out or drove, gosh, it was 104, 105 miles, if I'm not mistaken, down there to do this this race. Um, went down there and got registered for the, the you know, the Masters 40, and um, I ended up getting second place. Nice. So Some that was kind of cool. Yeah. So got 28 points for the team. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, so it was, it was a 40K time trial? Is that yes. what it was? Yeah. And you, what was your average speed for it? You said 24, 25, something? 26.4, oh, I think it was. That's fast. So, My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Was the wind on your back both ways? Because that's <laughs> yes, fast. That's fast. <laughs> uh, the wind was, wasn't much of wasn't a factor. A it was um, a little bit in your face on the way out. It was just right. a, a real mild breeze. So yeah. it was just kind of put your nose down. And, and you could feel it sometimes in your face. And you never really felt like you were getting a push. But um, it was a non-factor on the right. day. So. Yeah. 
So good, yeah, good weather, I assume. Yeah, it was uh, just a tiny bit overcast, but it was like the perfect temperature, and it was it was it, you couldn't have dialed up a nicer day, you know, right. for temperature for going out there and having to suffer for. That was my my time was like fifty six minutes and twenty seconds or something like that. That's so fast. that's fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I ended up getting second place by 14 seconds, and I think if oh. I had had a, uh, you needed, you needed a helmet, helmet. Yeah, yeah, a helmet or some latex <laughs> some tubes or <laughs> some deep have, dish wheels or a TT a, bike. I have yeah. a really nice second aero helmet that I loaned out to another guy, yeah. and I bet you he didn't even use it this weekend. Yeah. So we could have we could have let you. Nah, we could have figured that out. It is what it is. I had fun. I, I just wanted yeah. to go down there and found yeah. the podium. And what's cool too is uh, Sean Martin, a teammate of ours, yeah. he found the podium as well. He got third place. So oh. what did he do? Because he doesn't. Does he have a T T bike? He or? was in the same um, same same situation, except for he didn't have any clip on bars. He just kind of put his head down, got in the drops, and just right. hammered as much as he could. Oh and, you know, he's been really working hard on getting small and getting in low on the bike, keeping himself arrow. And he, he's he's guy just keeps getting faster. Wow. So he posted a cool video to YouTube. Speaking of YouTube videos, yeah. and um, yeah, you can look up. You know, you can look him up on YouTube, Sean Martin, and it was um, like a Mount Tabor. mid a midweek race, mm-hmm. and man, he's kind of putting out some serious wads. Yep. It's so amazing to watch him just like spike those wads up. You know, as he's finishing, he was hitting like 900 watts or something like yeah. that. Like, you know, like sustained, and I'm like, how do you even do that? Who are you? Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's neat. It's funny that you mentioned that, because that's actually pulled up on my computer as we speak. It's behind the recording okay. software so, that we're using <laughs> for this, so it's the video, and I, I started watching it, and I kept getting phone calls and emails and all these people right. coming in trying to bug me. I want to watch let's this. Link it to our, um, let's link it to our website. I'll put that up as listeners. well. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. very cool little race. It's a, a neat little circuit race. So yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was my weekend, and I'm back into training mode, and I've got just under two weeks to get ready for the uh, state championships, and um, we've got short okay. track starting up, and it's just kind of fun summer mode awesome. right now and, and good stuff. So how. Week. How are you feeling after riding that hard on a time trial bike? That's a very good question, Lance. <laughs> I don't spend much time in that particular position right. and being a little bit more forward um, and, and in that position for a long period of time. My neck is sore today. Oh, yeah. But it's kind of like you went to the gym and just a, yeah. like a, a bunch of exercises for your neck. And you just have that, that muscle soreness. So, yeah, definitely. Were you able to stay down in the bars for pr- big percentage of the time? Um, so I was out there for... Like, 56, 56 minutes and 20 seconds. Right. I think I was in the arrow bars for about 56 minutes. Okay. I came up for about 20 <laughs> seconds of Drink air. Some water just, or something. No, I didn't take any bottles with right. me. Right. Okay. It was uh, turning corners and right. uh, okay. passing another guy um, uh, going around the corner. So. Right. Because usually that's like my metric is, you know, like early season, you know, TT race or something like that. It's like, okay, well, you know, what percentage of the race can I spin in the aero bars without being too uncomfortable or yeah. whatever it is? Just yeah. getting used to that is it takes time. So for me to you, that I, I have a much deeper appreciation for the Ironman stuff that you've done. I mean, right. to be in that position for 112 miles yeah. is insane. Well, you know, and that's the thing is like the goal is to stay down as much as possible. But sure. you don't you know, you're yeah. not there for. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. not while you're climbing. You're yeah. not down or <clears throat> if it's. Depending on the climb, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do have a new appreciation for it though, and, and and I can definitely see how it really helps you, you know, it, cheat the you, wind. I mean, you, you can fly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, when I'm on my time trial bike and you guys are cruising around on your, you know, cruising beach cruiser bikes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The time trial bike's a little faster. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it was fun. Um, the the position, uh, it, it's going to take some training, but I'm I'm very keen on getting a TT bike for next year. Yeah, so. that would be fun. 
got on train with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I should have done I should have done that time trial, the state championship. That would have been amazing. You would have killed, yeah. I would have loved it. That yeah, would have done really well. Next year. Next year. Very cool. All right. Let us get into our first topic. And this topic is a topic that was suggested to us by a listener. Um, David Bussey is a listener of ours, and he chimed in on our Facebook page and gave us this little suggestion. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I actually think it's a great topic, too. And the topic is, what is um, our pre-A event ritual or I'd just say our rituals what is it that all of us use as our pre-race rituals what are the things that we're doing on a consistent basis before our big a races um let's just shoot this around the table lance what are some of your pre-a race or a event rituals you know the first thing that comes to mind when i think of this um i i know how big the race is to me yeah uh, depending on uh, how nervous my stomach is right yeah <laughs> If my if I'm really and so I tend to have a nervous stomach before a big event, something I've been training for, or looking forward to for for a year, or have had a big plan working up towards it, and that nervous stomach can kind of get to me. So yep. there's got to be a porta potty available somewhere <laughs> for me. Yeah. So, and usually it's more than, you know, it's once or twice. Yeah. Beforehand. And you know what? That's a pretty common thing because every time you've got that hitting, you walk over there and it's hitting for just about everybody else as well. <laughs> yes. And you're like, oh, what a bad time. <laughs> there's, there's usually a big line. Yes. At the porta potties. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, okay, that's silly. But, um, and usually before a big race, I know this has to do, I, I try to taper a bit for mm -hmm. a big race. That's kind of important to me. A smaller race or a short race, I generally won't taper for. I will train through it. Or yeah. I like to actually set it up as part of my training routine almost. You know, just that would be the day that I would do intervals or long intervals or something like, you know, threshold work. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah for that fun. day. So it just kind of yep. becomes part of it. Yep. But not for an A race. I might, no, no, no. Yep. I might take it easy for the day or two beforehand mm -hmm. and just kind of spin out or be whatnot. Um, the other thing that becomes very important for me is to make sure that I am organized. Yep. That you have everything that you need for the race. Yep. And to try to de-stress the details yep. as much as possible by having it all set up beforehand. There's nothing worse than having to be at a race start at 8 a.m. and you waking up at 6 a.m. and trying to throw everything together and miss it all. So I, I've i done that too many times yep. where I, Matt's talked about this. You show up for a race and I forgot my goggles. Right, something. <laughs> or, yeah, it's usually those like first first couple races where you're like getting back into the groove and you're like, oh, I haven't raced in, you know, eight months and then you triathlon or whatever it is and it's like what do i need for a race right. again what do i need oh <laughs> yeah the race I, belt i'm not gonna remember that <laughs> last year um at a i think it was a short track race jake showed up without his pedals yeah oh no <laughs> no that was, that was, was a it, practice that was a, was that was a cross practice oh it was yeah. a cross practice oh, okay. i was trying to make it worse than it was <laughs> <laughs> did you forget shoes one time though uh, probably knowing me yeah, yeah. I um I well I <laughs> forgot the the pedals because my pedals for the cross bike were on the mountain bike, on your mountain bike from the short track race that we'd done the day or two prior. So right. mm -hmm. but yeah, that kind of stuff always happens. But it's always one thing with me. So Well yeah. like like tonight we're having this first short track race and, and I'm not positive if I'm gonna ride my road bike or my mountain bike. Pardon me, my cross bike or my or my mountain bike. 
and I'm I'm supposed I know I'm anticipating I'm going to ride my cross bike, but I'm going to take my mountain bike just right. in case the yep. the dirt on the infield is really loose. Yep. If the dirt's way too loose, I'm not going to ride the cross bike. Yep. I've got to remember to take my flats off right. my mountain bike and put my extra set of cross pedals on yep. so that I have the right pedals. Mm. <laughs> so I, I guess that's the important thing. I, I usually make a list. I mm. actually write down a list um, to make sure that I that I don't forget details right. so that I can It's like pages and pages and things. It's crazy, right? Like yes. you have these big races and you're this. like, oh geez, did and, I get through my list? The, the harder ones are destination races yeah. where I'm, you know, tr- whether I'm flying to it or yep. if I'm driving six or eight or 12 hours to it, you right. can't, you gotta be, you gotta have all your right stuff with you. Yeah. So, but generally in a race, you might be traveling too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. making lists. That's yeah. a big ritual for me too. That's definitely Yeah, I use a pretty cool little app. It's called Go Tasks. And it's really just an easy little like checkbox like list maker thing. Mm-hmm. And I've I've had this for years now and use it for all kinds of other mundane things of stuff that you want to get done. Um, grocery list and all this stuff, but uh, there's I have a tab specifically set up for uh, racing, and it's got anything that I would ever need, and I can just go through and check the boxes. Check and, and and I'm not kidding you, accuse me all the time. Like all the uh, I make it a point to look at it before I leave for every single race to make right. sure that I'm like, oh crap, I forgot my you know fill in the blank. And yeah, it's it, it saved me quite a few times, and it was a function of me always forgetting always something. Forgetting so something. yeah, so. Do you guys do this? Like, I mean, I know it's a little bit more triathlon specific, but do you ever go through like, okay, I'm going to put my wetsuit on. Do I have a wetsuit? Yes. And then I'm going to put my goggles on. Yes. And then, you know, for like triathlon, you'll do this, right? And then it's like, <coughs> I get out of the water and I go to the bike. Do I have my bike in the car? Like, yeah, like as you're driving to the race, you're like, yes, my bike's in the car. I'm going to need a helmet. Is a helmet yeah. in the car? Yeah. Yes. And so you just go through that, the exact process of how you're going to race or whatever. Yeah. It's like what you're going to need to do. I'm, I'm going to press start on the computer. Like I need to remember to bring the computer, yeah, the right, bike yeah. computer. Yeah, that's not that much fun because yeah. you still forget stuff <laughs> right. if you try and do it that way. So. To answer your question, yes, I did forget a pair of shoes. I'm just now, yeah. we even talked about it a couple of podcasts <laughs> ago, but it was at Barton Park last year. And that was more of a function. Like, I wasn't going to that race. And then at oh, the last second, like, went. literally, there was like this, the tiniest little sliver of opportunity opened up for me to go. I'm like, I'm going to go race. And like I forgot it in off. my haste. So, and um, what was the name of that app again, just in case our listeners want to download their, the list app? Oh, yeah. It's called um, Go Tasks. Go Tasks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just kind of a cool little app. It's, it's, you know, easily uh, synced with like Google, if you have a Google account and all that other stuff. Yeah. And you can share it across platforms and whatnot. But, nice. pretty simple little thing. Those are my big yeah. rituals for A races. So um, the question was sent in by David. Thanks for sending in that question. And, and the way I looked at it was like, okay, well, he specifically asked about A races. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what do I do differently for A races that I don't do for you know my standard B races or whatever it is? Which for me, that immediately makes me think like, what do I do different for like the Ironman race? Because that's really the only race that I kind of consider like an A race. An I almost race. would train through, I would almost train through everything else um, other than something big like that where you're, you know, you're really, you're spending a lot of money on the race for one thing. It's like travel and it's, you know, we talked about this, like we travel, 
you need like all the little details yes. like checked off because you cannot, you know, you, you don't get another chance. All right. It's like the next chance is next year. Like it's not a simple thing to kind of take on. Right. But um, I do some weird stuff, you know, differently than I would for, for a normal race. I drink uh, beet juice, which is, you know, I'll drink that prior the week prior to the race. So kind of load up on that. That was one thing that I thought of that was kind of super weird that I do. Um, and then the other thing that I do for a race is, is I'll put on a new bike chain mm-hmm. uh, and I will um, I'll do like one of two things. Like I'll use like a waxed chain or a pre-treated chain. If it's like a big, like if you're spending like a lot of money on a race or whatever it is, it's like, you know, spending a little bit of extra money on a nice bike chain or whatever. It doesn't seem to be like that big of a deal to me. Um, but what they do is they coat these chains with, um, like they've, they've done all these tests and things like that, but it turns out like the formula for kind of like the fastest bike chain is paraffin wax, which you can get for super cheap at the grocery store. Uh, but what they'll do is they'll do a little bit of uh, Teflon in it as well. And so you can get these pre-treated, um, huh. bike chains, uh, and actually one company like does the same. I mean, the formula is not, you know, like a secret, like people know about this. So anyone could come up with the same formula and sell it. But then, um, you know, the, there's one company that actually like polishes the chain a little bit extra as well. And then they've done some tests on all these things like that on like, uh, how much wattage that you can save by, you know, using these treated chains and it's, it's significant. It's a couple Watts. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and just kind of go all out like full dork, like whatever little things I can do to save Watts or whatever in that a race, I'll do that. And then, um, those B races and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that chain's looking a little bit old, right? Like, yep. It, it's fine. Let's just roll with <laughs> yeah, it, you know. Um, try to remember to at least like lube the chain at you know some point, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> should at least yeah. do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, putting yeah. <laughs> the chain on actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are a couple little things I do um, for a events, and and definitely all the same stuff as Lance, right? Like lists get a little bit sharper when it's an important race, and you really can't mess it up. Um, and then, uh, you definitely hit the bathrooms before the race multiple times cause you're just nervous. Right. And that's, you know, I do, I do probably get nervous before B races as well, but it's not the same intensity for yeah. sure. Yeah. And definitely put a lot more stress on yourself mm. when you yeah. want to perform for the, the sake of doing well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Mine it kind of goes along with you in that it's not just right before when we say pre, it's not right before the race. Yeah. Uh, mine yeah. usually starts about a week out. Yeah. And it, it really becomes a whole laundry list of things other all the way down to like, you know, making a store for or store, a, a list for going to the grocery store right. to get all of the food that I know that I'm going to want to eat leading up to that so that I'm, you know, topped off in, in just about everything. So, um, you know, grocery store habits become a little bit more uh, concise. Um, hydration's another big thing. I will actually start going into dork mode of like tracking fluid ounces that I'm drinking during the course of the week with a, a preset, you know, determined number of ounces that I need to achieve every single day. And I'll start to cut back on little things that are, you know, diuretics. You know, if, you, if you're used to having like a glass of wine, then don't have that glass of wine, you know, right. that kind of yeah. stuff. Um I will start getting up early intentionally because a lot of times big yeah. races you're you're up and you're going pretty early in the morning and I I don't want to get into a situation where I'm falling asleep at you know midnight one o'clock or usually I'll go to bed between eleven and twelve o'clock at night and um you know, I don't want to 
do that and then have to get up really early the next morning and then you know the night before the race if you're like stressed out maybe you can't fall asleep and then you got to get up like an hour or two earlier you're you're shortening your your sleep cycle which right. is not good so i'll start intentionally getting up early right. That's good. so that it makes me tired so that i'm going to bed a little earlier and i'm just adjusting my sleep cycle a yeah. little bit so that i can and my body shifts those sleep cycles pretty well i feel like I have the, you know, like if I start getting up at five, yep. then I can basically get up at five without an alarm clock. So yeah. it's like, yeah. that's a nice recommendation for people, you know, like, Hey, you know, it's, it's ideal for you to be alert and awake when your race is going to start. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead and get your body used to it. Yeah. I remember getting ready for STP, the Seattle yeah. to Portland and, you know, pretty much go time for that is four 30 in the morning. Right. And that's, that's early. That it's is super early. early to get on the bike and have to perform for, you know, nine and a half, 10 hours or whatever it was our, our rolling time right. was. You know, you don't want to get into a situation where you're having a hard time going to bed and then all of a sudden the, your alarm goes off at three o'clock in the morning and you're like, crap, I got like three hours of sleep and I got to go, yeah. you know, hammer this thing out. I'm, I'm going to die out there. Yeah. Don't want, don't want that. Complete side story. But like, I remember Jake was like, you know, late before that event, it's not really a race, but like right late before that event, he was like, he posted something to Instagram and it's his bike, like literally like tucked into the hotel bed that he was staying in. <laughs> it was like the best picture. And it was in the caption was hilarious. It was like, good night, little buddy. You've got a long way to go tomorrow. Cause the, cause the, the events like 205 miles or something like that. And it's like, good, good night, little buddy. It's like such a funny picture. We should repost that yeah. one on, the, on the website because I love that picture. That was pretty well received. It was yeah. funny. I love, so. I love that photo. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I always say good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. That's, that's glorious. That's, huh? your, that's your word. <laughs> oh, gosh. Knock it off, Jake. Well, let me let me go back, Jake, because this brings yeah. up a question for me. I how, how important is it, do you think, for to get a really good night's sleep the night before the event? Because I think a lot of people struggle right. sleeping well the night before an event, a big A event, because they've got so much invested into it, so yeah. much time and training and energy. And, you know, some of the coaches that I worked with in the past would have said, the most important night of sleep is two nights yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, really I tend to agree with that. But yeah. I mean, there's a, for me, there's a pretty marked it like i can get by on like five maybe six hours of sleep but if i get the night before it's like two to three hours that's that's gonna not crush me but i'm definitely gonna you feel that feel it. yeah so i you know i there, there's thresholds i mean i'm i'm not expecting to get seven eight hours i, I rarely sleep eight hours but you know yeah. six to seven hours would be a pretty full night of sleep for me if i got that that'd be great if it was chiseled down to like five or six i'll survive but anything sub five i think it's gonna affect me personally um I, i'm sure people are gonna you know, vary a little bit. So, but I do find that, that adjusting my sleep schedule makes a big difference and, and, you know, making sure that I, you know, can try and get to bed at a reasonable time. And if I'm going to struggle a little bit, at least I went to bed earlier and I'll get to bed at a decent time. Yeah. Somewhat decent time, if that makes sense. So fun. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. One thing I wanted to put out there, let's let's pick on him because he's not here. Oh. What are some goofy things that you think Evan would do <laughs> get uh, ready for his races? Theoretically, what theoretically, what would Evan yeah. Do? Yeah. Oh. Um we, I I it's hard to be put on the spot on like what's something funny that <laughs> Evan would do. Well, I'll tell you, he came over to my house um this weekend. He had a event on like Sunday and he was like Oh, let me just borrow your wheel. And I'm like, um, Evan, this is an 11 speed wheel. You've got 10 speed components. And I'm like, it's, 
it's going to shift a little, you know, you can do it, but it'll yeah. shift a little off on the, you know, bottom, some of the bottom gearing and stuff like that. And so he put it on there. And of course, sure enough, he was like, well, you know, and the race is flat. So it's like the race is flat. I'm like, you're going to be using those bottom <clears throat> gearing pieces and stuff like that. And, and he, he has a nice set of wheels. I think he has like Zip mm. 404s or something like yeah. that. I was like, yeah, just use those. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was cool for him to like come over. And, uh, and then he and I were joking around about... Um, different uh and I, and I promise i will make a video on this but like different like bike lubes and things like that because again like the secret formula is like it needs to have some sort of paraffin wax in there or whatever it is so a lot of the really good bike chain lubes is you know will we'll have you know whatever it is some sort of like some sort of mix but it will obviously have paraffin wax in there and so he was like um he was like do you have you know um whatever it's like rock and roll gold and i was like yep it's right over here and so yeah he uh he definitely would hit that up on his bike chain theoretically and non-theoretically he did he used he used the you know right bike lube for his chain yeah so i think that evan would come to jake's house the day before the race and say jake here's my bike you have 25 minutes to overhaul it because i need to take it with me we've gone we've gone away from theoretical here okay sorry (laughs) we've both we've both dipped into reality that's funny yeah he'd be uh Doing his little dry shave, probably. Oh, <laughs> dry shave. <laughs> Show up all razor rashed. <laughs> yeah. There's, okay, so there's two things, right? Like, Jake is eating sushi before his brace, which is a horrible idea. I'm still convinced that you should change that routine. And then Evan, I'm, I somehow need to convince him, yeah, that, you, that that's not going to help you when you absolutely try to destroy your skin before the race. <laughs> dry shave. So, yeah, so those are my two things. Lance, I'm not sure. Maybe just shaving for you? I don't no, know. No, no, I'm not going to no, shave. No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> I gotta, I've got to convince. I got to convince the whole pa- podcast panel of something. So, what would it take for our listeners to get you to shave oh. your legs? Um, a million views. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Listen to <laughs> if we if we get. No, I, I'm not going to say anything now because <laughs> whatever I throw out there, somebody's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll I'm going to come, come up with something. Up with something. I'm right. going to challenge the listeners to oh. challenge you. To yeah. shave your legs. Put it out to the listeners. See what they can yeah. come up with. They'll have I, some ideas. Yeah, what if we, uh, we, we kind of talked about this before. I'll set up a little Venmo account and let oh. people just chip <laughs> in. And once we get to like a certain threshold to pay for Lance's wax, maybe if we can challenge him to go beyond that, and maybe <laughs> like the, the extra money that we, we make, we can, uh, we're not going to make it, but we receive, we can put it towards our, our charity or something like that. Like yeah. one of our junior race programs or our. It's, uh, for, it's for charity, Lance. It's yeah. for charity. Yeah. I would charity. shave my legs for charity. Yeah. Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I smell yeah. something. Bruins. Well, we need to find out like what your A race is, and then <laughs> then we can time everything accordingly according so, to that, that. so that you have your wax, you know, after the Super Bowl or at the Super Bowl, you have your wax. I can do that. And then the money goes to charity, and you have an A race, uh, yeah, so it yeah. all needs to come together. All right, yeah. we'll have to uh, figure that out. There might be some backstory to the shaving stuff. I think maybe look back three or four podcasts, and we'll be discussing um, shaving. Yeah. What happens now is every time I meet a listener, the first thing you uh-huh. do is look at my legs. <laughs> Have you shaved those legs yet? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> cool. Uh, any other pre-A race event stuff? Can't think of anything. I think one I other suggestion that I can put out there, and it kind of touches on what you guys talked about with Evan, but all joking aside, get your bike stuff taken care of days in advance because yeah. yeah. um, you will run across things that might need to be replaced. Like if you don't have a chain and your chain needs to be replaced and you do change yourself, 
you got to go track down a chain now, and that's just one less thing that you have to worry about. You know, if you have it done like days in advance, so get your your bike all dialed in. Yeah. I mean, I personally do all my own work, um, mm-hmm. and I will basically before a big race, my bike gets stripped down to, to nothing, and it, right. it all gets cleaned and polished and. Um, it gets greased and put back together in ultrasonic baths on, on, you know, all the drivetrain parts. Oh, and I it, didn't, do you ha- I didn't even know you had an ultrasonic little bath, like those little, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's pretty your, cool. Your pretty stock cool stuff. is, your stock is rising. <laughs> yeah. So they do that with chains too. They'll do oh, the yeah. ultrasonic cleaning yeah. of the chain. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, you know, just make sure that you use a master link on your chain and, yep. and just pop that bad boy off, toss it in the ultrasonic cleaner with, uh, the right mix of chemicals and whatnot. And they're not even bad chemicals, but it cleans it yeah. like it's almost new. It looks brand new when you take right. it out of there. And the same thing with your cassette too. I'll pull that off of uh, the wheel and toss it in there and let it do its thing for, you know, five to 10 minutes, take it out. And it's like it's new. And if you're super paranoid and just like, I mean, if you think about it, like it drives me crazy just to think like, oh, I'm pedaling through gunk. Mm-hmm. That, that that energy is completely wasted. Yeah. It's not going into the drivetrain yeah. correctly. And it's just like that. I don't know. It's just silly, right? Like, I yeah. mean, it's a being a little bit type A, but whatever. It, yeah. it is. I mean, that's their A race. But so when you, you get on, guess, yeah. right? You get back on that bike and there's a psychological component yeah. when your, your bike is extremely quiet extremely yeah. smooth and just feels buttery i mean yeah. that's nice and oh yeah and plus it's going faster so yeah yep good stuff okay let's move on to topic number two topic number two this week is tech we like we've done this before and i had a lot of people get back to me and say i like that that was a good one yeah tell us more we want to know more about tech stuff so um, yeah there's so much yeah i mean i feel like every day there's some new tech stuff coming out yeah. you know in the bike world and things like that and there's there's I feel like it's cool. I mean, it's super neat to to get into. I, I sometimes worry that I, I obsess too much about it, you know, like the latest oh, no. watch, the latest. I'm such, <laughs> I'm such a nerd, right? Like just classic geek. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got maybe a year ago the 935 watch. Yep. And I love this watch. It's a great watch. Really? It does all. I mean, it just does everything, right? Like, you know, um, I'd say it's, a, it, it's not a must-have. There's some, you know, so this watch is really geared towards triathletes, right? So, you know, you can do all your swimming, you can do open water swimming, you can do, you know, biking, you can do indoor biking, you can do, um, there's a specific triathlon piece so you can get all your splits and, you know, transition times and all this different stuff. So it really does have a lot of options. Uh, it goes a little bit above and beyond, like it does like barometric pressure and it does, um, you know, like just a fair amount of stuff, altimeter pieces and things like that, uh, that I think is really nice to have, but not necessarily like a necessity. So um, there are other options. I think there's like a 735, or at least there used to be. And so just so the listeners know, this is the Garmin Sorry, Forerunner yes. 935. Okay, thank you. Yeah I, yeah, yeah, I need to back that a little bit. I do like Garmin's stuff. I think they do a good job with their computers, bike computers and, um, and watches. Uh, you know, there's lots of new technology out there. Apple Watch is doing a lot of different things. I still think Garmin is doing a great job. Yeah. So... Um, I think maybe the 735 is that sweet spot where you're not paying quite so much for a triathlon watch, uh, and you're losing a couple features like altimeter and barometric pressure and things yeah. like that. Um, but it does everything else. Yeah. So that yeah. might be my recommendation for our listeners, the 735. Uh, but I've got the 935 and it is nice. It's a great watch. I'm really enjoying it. Is that something that you wear on a day to day basis? I wear it all the time and I really only have to charge it up about once a week or so. Mm-hmm. So battery is excellent. 
uh, again, the more you use it and when you when you hop in there and you start tracking GPS, which you do for a lot of your things sure. that you're doing, um, that's when it's going to take the most hit away from your battery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing a lot of stuff with GPS and I still make it about a week or so mm-hmm. with, with a single charge. Yeah, so do you, do you track any of your daily activities? Do you like look at steps yeah. and that kind of stuff? Yeah, and it does steps and I track that and all of, all of it goes online. And I mean, I'm pretty, I post pretty much everything to Strava. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, Matt's got the one with the was the neon yellowish yeah. looking watch band. It looks sharp. Yes. And it's, a, it's, it's a nice looking watch. It's very bright. Yeah. So people can see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very, very fun stuff. I um, am going to throw out a shameless plug here. Yeah. Where can you get one of those watches, Matt? Well, uh, you can get it through um, the Dialed Cycling website. Yes. Uh, cycling, cy- <laughs> dialedcyclinglabs.com. Yeah, Dialed Cycling or dialedcyclinglab.com. Um, if you guys are interested in one of those Shoot me an email. It's, it's a great watch. It's yeah. a great option. And uh, and I think it's a, you know, I think our listeners on the triathlon side, it's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. this one or the 735, yeah. you kind of want something. I, before this, I had a Vivo Active, which it would do swimming, biking, and running, everything separate. Uh, it wouldn't combine them for, like, a triathlon race. And that was a great watch, too. Yeah. Again, yeah. that's still Garm- you know, that's still a Garmin still watch, Garmin. Yeah. right? So um, I think you have choices. But, you know, if you're asking for my recommendation, it would probably be that 735. Yeah. Yeah. I would tend to agree with the Garmin. Bit yeah. too. They, do they, a, they do a good job. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Solid I, platform. I use the uh, the Garmin Phoenix yes. watch, which I've had for a couple of years, actually. And I, I don't even have the, the latest one. Right. The Phoenix I have 5 is the latest five. one. Yeah. And I have they this skipped four yeah. because it had some sort of like bad connotation Issue. in Japan or something. There's there's a weird story where like interesting Phoenix 4, four like did some good. weird. Yeah. It did, I think they skipped it. But anyway, the. Um, yeah. Because I have a three. I right, have a Phoenix, Phoenix 3, three. And, and I've had it for a couple of years, and I love it. I wear it every yes. day, same same type of thing. And these watches, <clears throat> Garmin might not tell us this, but they're basically the exact same watch, yeah. except for the um, housing is a lot nicer on the Phoenix, what you have. Yeah. So um, it's fancy. It's a little fancier. Fancy, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah, this one's more plasticky, basically, <laughs> yeah. and that's, yeah. that's really the difference. The rest of it is very, very similar. And we should, I should just let you have my watch, and you could take a look and be like, oh, this it's feels like probably, it's quite simple. a bit more lightweight, though, right? Um, yeah, this I, isn't really meant for racing, although yeah. you could. I think they're targeting like kind of like adventure racing yes. people with that yeah, and stuff right. like that. But it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's a pretty nice watch. They, <laughs> they functionality, they do a lot of the same things, yes, right? Like it's the altimeter and the barometric yep, pressure, yep, you yep. know, and so it's like, yeah. Little side note, little I, things. I just saw a picture of Lance's uh, watch on social media or Strava. Oh, it was over on the Strava, yeah. yes, that's right. Quick story, Lance, to, <laughs> why, would, why did we see a picture of your watch? Um, <laughs> I was out riding on Saturday with the Mari group again. Oh, cool. Yeah, and um, I was all the way out near Larch Mountain, which is out in the Columbia River Gorge. Oh, okay. And it was 11 o'clock, <laughs> and I realized I had to be home by noon. Yep. And usually that stretch oh, is man. like an hour and 25 minutes. Or more. <laughs> or an hour and 20 minutes yeah. to get home. And I, 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 it was actually a teammate said, Lance, it's 11 o'clock. You need to turn around. I'm like, go. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I so hate the, I hate those bike rides where you're just like, I guess I'm gonna I'm, hammer as yep, hard as I can. I'm all alone. I turned around and hammered as hard as I can. And when I pulled into my driveway, I took a picture of my watch that said 11:59 with my house in the background. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I made it. Yeah, fun little side story there. Yeah. So yeah, Lance, what are uh, what are some of your? I guess what is your tech of the week that you like? You know, um, I, 
I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but um, Strava has changed yeah. my life. You know, I, like and I, don't, I don't know if we've we've ever actually really talked about that. I, maybe we have alluded to it because we talk yeah. about Strava here and there, but um, it, it definitely changed me. And, and I think if you're if you're a cyclist or if you're uh, it's it's <clears throat> more for cycling, but there is you know running on it as well. Sure. But if right. you're if you're a cyclist and it's, and you yeah. don't use what Strava can give you, you're you're really missing out. Yeah. I mean, it, it it changed the. Not only the way I approach rides or my enjoyment of rides mm-hmm. or how it tracks me, but also the people I, I people I met you through meet it. People through it yeah. You meet yeah. people through it. So Strava is a website and it's what is it? S T R A V A Strava dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, and it's just a place for you to put your files, your you know, your rides that you've done or any of your activities. And it just does some fantastic stuff with like matching you with people that you're riding with and just um, it's very social. Yeah. Uh, and then very competitive as yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great app um, and website, but the, the app itself will basically work and function almost like a Garmin. I mean, it doesn't, it's yeah. not quite as sophisticated. It doesn't have all of the metrics that you can get out of that, but you don't have to necessarily go out and purchase an expensive Garmin head unit to go, you know, on your bike rides or an expensive triathlon watch. You can just press play on the app and the app is free. If you yeah. want to use the right. basic service, it's yeah. free. Just press play and it uses the GPS in your phone to track your ride, you know, and while you're out riding, you can take pictures. And if you want to post those pictures up while you're, uh, um, or after you're done with your ride, you can do that and you can kind of show people right. where it was that you went and take cool pictures of your bike and the scenery that you saw and, you know, with friends and whatnot. And it's just, it's a really cool social media platform for active individuals. And, and, and for my two cents, you don't get all the riffraff of other social media, like, yeah, you know, it's true. Facebook yeah, yeah. and whatnot. It's, it's like you get in there and it's just like, you see your buddies and your friends and, you know, they're, they're doing cool rides and you're like, yeah. that's an awesome ride. I want to go do yeah. that. So. Yeah. So I, um, I've been keeping track of like all the runs that I've done for my pretty much my whole life since like 1992. Yeah. Um, not that I was born in 92, but like that's kind of when I started running or whatever. And so I have, I can look back and see like, oh, in <coughs> September of 93 on September 4th, which, what run did I do? And you can go back and like look at it. It's all pen and paper. And I've stopped doing it um, because I'm doing all of my training tracking with Strava. So yep. if, I've, if, if, like, if I didn't post it, like pretty much didn't exist or right whatever, yeah. right like i post it to strava and then i can say like oh how much did i do this week and you can look at the training log they have like a training log piece and you can be like oh i did you know 14 and a half hours this week or whatever it is like however your training's gone in that's that's what i you know that's what i base a lot of my training on it's like this number is this and i need to increase this to this and i think strava is an excellent tool and i don't pay for it i do, i just use the basic free huh? version of yeah. it maybe i'll do that someday because i do think it's really a valuable tool yeah um but uh, and then there's that. Did I ever mention this to you? Maybe a year or two ago. There's like a plugin that you can get for your browser if you're looking at Strava on your browser. There's this like extended metrics plugin. Yeah, there's actually a few of them. If you go Google it, there's a okay. few of them in there. And um, Sean okay. Martin, to go back to Sean, has a um, yeah. He he was telling me about another one that he was using. It might very well be the same one that you were right. talking about, it but it's really cool because it'll like look at your ride and then it will give you a comparison effort to. Um, tell you like what category racer you oh, would cool. equate to and it's yeah. kind of a neat little thing uh-huh. and um it's like you know the performance that you put out right. is the equivalent of a you know cat one cat two cat three whatever right. racer I seen that one. And it's kind yeah. of neat so 
Yeah, so so there's just so much data there through the website that you can look at like Chrome plugins, which Chrome is your browser, and you can look at additional yeah. browser plugins that you can actually dig into that data a little bit more than what Strava has specifically. And I think I used like <clears throat> Strava X or something for a plugin, and that's probably yeah. the one that I mentioned, but that was like three years ago. So. Yeah. And Sean's always on the latest, greatest. Man, that guy, <laughs> that guy's smart as a whip. We need him here. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat too to you know at the end of the year or just yeah. in general to go back and look at your statistics on there. Yeah, I mean, I just pulled mine up on my phone. So, um, like my, all, the, I've been using Strava since I want to say 2012. Okay, I, I think that's about right. So, wow. since 2012, I have logged 2,071 rides. <laughs> I have um, ridden 53,199 miles while using Strava. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you just start to look at some of like the the you know, the metrics there, some of the numbers, the data, the activity tracking information, it kind of starts to blow your mind. And it's yeah. it's always kind of fun, too, as you're going through the year. Um, I'm about, you know, 3,600 miles for the year. That's on pace for about close to 9,000, maybe just over 9,000 miles. And it will be, you know, it's always fun to kind of look at that stuff and, and look Compare. back and say, man, I had a, it was a good year. That's a lot of miles. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of keeps you true. Yeah. You know, and to go back to what you were saying, Lance, about, like, you know, friends and stuff like that, when I first moved to Camas, Washington. Yeah, I didn't know a soul. Yeah, not 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 a single person. I mean, let alone cyclist. So I just you know went out and started riding and started poking around and you know I would do a ride. Yeah, and after I was ride, they've got their segments on there. Yep. and then I click on that and I'd see the people on there and you start to see some of the, the the familiar faces and Lance was probably one of them at one point in time and you click on them and say all right well let me go look and see what routes they're doing. So that's how yep. I was learning yes. about routes. Yeah. And you know, where to then, ride. yeah, where to ride, yeah. and then um, you'll they've got groups on there, so you can get on there and you can join different groups that do different rides. And we're very active with the out cycling in terms of posting up information and doing right. our rides and all that other fun stuff and, and inviting people to come out. But you get on there and you can learn about rides and get invited to rides. Um, and I st- slowly but surely started to meet people. You give them a little kudos, thumb up, hey, sure. that, that's a good looking ride, good job. And then you click, you make a friend, like the, you get a friend request or uh, whatever, and you've got a new follower, and I. Hey, he likes to ride bikes. I like to ride bikes. Yeah, we're best friends. <laughs> Let's be best friends. So, <laughs> um, and you know, fast forward, you know, three years, and I've got some of the greatest friends and the greatest team, and have met so many people and done so many fantastic rides. And I attribute a lot of that to that app. Yes. So, and and if you're traveling too, it's the same thing, right? Yes. It's yes. like, oh, there's a group group meetup right here, and there's all these segments over here. <clears> so you know, it's like I can figure out where to ride or where to run. And, you know, even where to swim, I mean, the, it does take in that metrics, you know, some of those, you know, s- yeah. other things that yes. uh, you know, non-cyclists yeah. might do. So And it's just crazy how you meet people, too. I'm, just a quick story here. We've got a teammate, actually Lance, who rode with him last week in my guy van. Yes. He um, lived up in northern Washington and closer to Seattle in a little town that my, my mom lives in. And I would go up there to visit and I would go out for a bike ride and there's the segments and you're like, oh, that, that's a good little segment. I'm going to attack that one. And and then like you take somebody's KOM, but you don't know who that person is because it's somewhere else right. that you don't know anybody. And then like I'll be up there for a couple of days to come home, and then like two or three weeks later, it's like so and so just took your your uh, your KOM. I'm like, huh, okay. So go back and start that segment. And I'm like, I'm gonna go do that again. We'll just we'll we'll play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I actually had that happen with him on several different segments. Like I'd go up there, and he lived up there, and like I would take his KOM, and then he'd take it back, and we we would just start going back and forth, and you just get the fun little banter, like, hey man, good job. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll be back up in like a month. I'll I'll, I'll you know check in with you then. Yeah. Well, you know, fast forward, you know, to oh, yeah. about six or eight months ago, 
I'm down here and I knew him from up there, but I'd never met him in person. It was just like you just see his little avatar in his name yeah. and you, you're, you're trading yeah. stuff and you're making little comments on there. And then I'm down here and then all of a sudden I get a, a notification like, uh-oh, Mike Guyvan just stole your KOM. And I'm, I'm like, wait a wait, second. That one's in, That's in like Vancouver. What are you doing you down here? That's <laughs> so, in our neighborhood. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it ended up being one of those things where like we, we pinged each other. He's like, oh, yeah, I moved to Vancouver. And I'm like, oh, you, well, now you're down here in my neck of the woods. And, you know, now <laughs> he's right. on the team and racing yeah, with us. He's right. a great guy. And it's just kind of a, a neat little way to, to right. make friends with people yeah. and have yeah. a little fun and there's so many different levels to Strava that are great, you know, yeah. for, for training purposes. And if you want to go build in some uh, interval sets and you know, set it up to a segment and chase a time and, and you get that carrot out there, yes. it's going to push you a little bit harder. We always mm-hmm. push ourselves harder in a race situation. If you're just out there, you know, doing a hard interval set and it's just for you or there's no real payoff at the end. I, me personally, I'm not going to work as hard. Right. But if I've got that little carrot out there, I'm going right. to push out a few extra watts and I'm going to go for a few extra seconds. And there's a payoff to that. There's a, a training effect to that. And you don't get that without that platform, if you ask right. me. So, and it, make, is, it is addicting too. You got to be careful. Yeah, so, just, yeah, make sure you keep your head up and there's not uncoming <laughs> cars. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a, that's a good one, Lance. Oh, Thank yeah. you for bringing that yeah. up. And careful on the downhill segments because d- those are, yeah. I, I feel like those are not safe. Yeah. Going super hard as you can to try and win some downhill segment yeah. does not seem wise. Yeah. And that that's and gravity. It's just, and it's know? just it's just Strava too. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah, the, the uphill stuff Strava is the one. Champion. Exactly. Strava champion. <laughs> well, unless if you're like an enduro mountain biker or something like that, I could see that being kind of cool or uh I don't know. Be careful on the downhill. Still, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. People would, I'd run into people at races and they'd ask me what I was training for and I would just say Strava segments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm training for Strava segments. That's yeah. all I'm doing. Just yeah. I want to be Strava champion. And there's some people that really don't like it and, you know, yeah, to each their own. Are. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it, there's a lot of people that get a lot of things out of it and if you don't like it, then fine. Yeah. Enjoy your thing. But yeah. the vast majority of people who are out there that use it love it. So yeah. it's good stuff. Anything else, Lance? Nope, that's enough for me. Awesome. Well, mine's not nearly as cool, but I think it's a cool little doohickey. Um, it's the uh, for those of you guys that have electronic shifting. There's a mm. couple different types. You've got your ETAP from SRAM, and I have the DI2 um, stuff from Shimano Bedores, uh mm-hmm. DI2. They have a little unit called the DI2 Inline Wireless Unit. Um, product code EW-WU111 <laughs> for those of you who want to look it up. Right. And basically what this little guy is, is a, a little inline thing. So if you imagine like all the little plugs and wires and all that other stuff and you've got the little brain unit in there, well, you you unplug it and you put this guy in line. And what it does is it right. transmits everything via Bluetooth that is going on with your electronic shifting. So it's got, you know, the Shimano DI2 system has its little... Um, we'll call it a brain and that basically processes everything. So if you, you push a button for it to shift, it tells the shifter to shift. Well, what this little guy does is, um, allows you to connect your phone mm-hmm. via Bluetooth using the, um, the little Shimano app to do simple little things like update your firmware. Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, just takes, it saves the hassle of having to go out and buy this $140 cord, uh, to, plug in. cord to plug in and plug it into a computer. And it only works with PCs. And for people that have Macs, that's kind of a pain in the butt because you got to go find somebody. So now all you have to do is get your phone out and then open up that app and say, oh, is there any firmware updates? Okay, yes, hit update and it's done. It's it's super simple. So that that's kind of neat. But um, with the duration, now the, the latest iteration of Ultegra, when you're on your road bike, 
you've got your hoods and at the top of the hoods, um, there's a little button on the top that a lot of people don't even know is there. And, and the ones that do know it doesn't do anything because it's not, you can't program it without this little guy. So what you can do with this is actually set it up to become a shifter or you can set it up to do other functions. But what I use it for is I can actually connect this Bluetooth to my Garmin head unit, mm -hmm. um, and I'm currently using a 520 plus, and I know that it works on the 520 and the 820 and the 1030 and probably some of the older ones as long as it's Bluetooth capable. Um, it will connect with that, and I can actually push the buttons on the tops of the hoods to scroll the, the pages on my oh, wow. on my uh, my Garmin, which is pretty cool. And you might oh, be thinking cool. like, well, why do you want to just push a button? Why don't you, do, you just have one screen? Well, a lot of times you use a lot of different screens. You got a map, you've got maybe right. different yes. uh, metrics up there. If you're going to go out and do hill repeats or interval sets, or if you want to, you know, look at the, the if you're chasing a Strava segment, which will pop up on your Garmin too, it'll tell you how far ahead or behind right. you. Like you want to scroll through all that stuff. And what you're doing is you're taking your hand off the handlebar and you're pushing a button then on the computer and you're not paying attention to the road because you're looking at your computer right. and you're pushing a button. And that can put you in harm's way but um more so than anything is when we have crappy weather here and you got full finger gloves on yeah it becomes kind of difficult yeah, to push hard. buttons i've probably complained on this podcast before about the touch screens on those computers it's not oh they're idea. terrible they're horrible well Guess and, what? And we were we were praising garmin a second ago but come on guys the touch screen i'll give them kudos just, for their 1030 the 1030 got a little bit better uh, but the it is better than the, the 820 820 was hard horrible yeah. Yeah. that's what so, i have that's what i'm using right now it's yeah. horrible yeah, because I, I sweat on it and it changes, it changes things. Screen. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I actually got I went away from yeah. my 820 just for yeah. that, yes. just to go back to buttons. So yeah. Yeah. buttons are good. Buttons but are great. It's just really nice to push a button and scroll yep. back and forth. It's just like the little things in life. But, yeah. um, but other cool. little things that that you can do with it is you can set up this uh, custom shifting on yes. your DI2, which is kind of neat. So. Um, it, it takes it, it kind of makes it a little bit more intuitive. So if you're up in your big ring and you're you're shifting um, to to make it easier to pedal, if you're kind of coming down into the small ring and you're going up the cassette mm -hmm. in the back, well, you'll get to a certain shift where um, you're you're shifting in the back and and um, instead of you having to push the the front um, to change the, mm -hmm. the the big ring, it will actually make that shift for you. So right. you can that's some stuff. Some mm -hmm. the cup. Do they call it synchro shifting? I can't remember how. Yeah, they I have believe, a name marketing term. Yeah, I believe that is what it. it is. I yeah. don't have that jotted down, but I believe you're correct. But yeah, so you can set that up with right. that Bluetooth and your phone, and you can customize your shifting to get all the, the the gear ratios that you're looking for, and make it to make the shifts that you want when you want it to make. I so. think a lot of people will be interested in that too, where it's like and. And maybe just the geeky people, but it's like, what what gearing did you use? You know, yeah. like after because right. I don't know, does it keep track of that? Like yes. your record, like so you have your ride or whatever, and it's like, okay, hit this hill, and I never used the twenty eight in the back. Like I could have just had a twenty five, you know. Or yeah. if you're checking out a course for a race or something like that, that's yeah. the kind of thing where you might want to know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You can like, pull all that data. You can look at all, all your data. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can see cool. all of the shifts, the number of shifts that you made yep. during the course of the ride. What, how long you were spending in each gear combination? Mm -hmm. wow. So yeah. Metrics, it metrics. does sound a little geeky, a little dorky, yeah. but when you start thinking about practical application in a race situation or, you know, what kind of a venue you're going to be racing, you can set your bike up right. more ideally to you. So yeah. it, it can give you some small advantages. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, another thing with the DI2 system is that it's kind of hard to know exactly what your battery charge is. You don't know how yep. much you have left uh. and you don't want to get out there and all of a sudden you, you're going to shift from your small ring back to your big ring and you're like, 
nothing. Nope. And you're like, yep, your battery's about ready to die there, pal. So well, and so Evan was asking me about this this weekend, and I was like, well, he was like, he's like, when do you when do you have to charge up your battery? Like every you know two or three weeks or something like that. And I was like, this is the problem. Is he was he was like, I don't understand why people are in races and they they complain about their battery. And I said the problem is is that the battery lasts like six months. It, like sometimes. I mean, it depends yes. on how much you're using. Yeah. It's like, and, it, and that's a great thing, except for the fact that you, you always forget. forget. You yeah. always forget yeah. because the battery's so functional. Yeah. And so then you know that six months rolls around, and you hope you're on a training ride with some friends that are you know pretty you know friendly or whatever, because yeah. you don't want to be the guy that's like, yep, small ring in it back to yeah. go straight back <laughs> right. home and yeah. charge and it, it up. It will allow you to shift. The, the cassette in the rear right. for a certain amount First, of time. But yeah, yeah you, you pretty much lose your front derailleur functionality yeah. until... Um, and that's smart. That's, that's the smart way to yeah. let the battery gracefully die yeah. off. But yeah. I mean, I have it set up right now on my my calendar. It, yeah. it basically sends me a note like once a month, charge your once DI2. Yeah, okay. and that's what I do just to play the safe card. But here's the thing. I can now have... I have a screen on my Garmin head unit because it's connected to my DI2 and it knows it gives me a percentage of exactly where I'm at. And once uh-huh. you start to get a little bit low on percentage too, you'll start to notice that your shifts aren't quite as clean because the oh, it, it's drawing... Power. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it hesitates for just a second or the, the front derailleur doesn't quite push it up quite as oh, snappily. That's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, so... That's it, great. That's a great recommendation. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a neat little thing for those of you who are using DI2 and, and it's, it's one of those things that's becoming more and more prevalent. I'm seeing more and more bikes come through from a service perspective that that have that and people yeah. quite enjoy it so yeah um yeah it's a it's a neat little doohickey and i definitely would recommend it i think it's a, a nice addition to the bike that is that is a great fit that's yeah. like, yep yep yeah. that's a good recommendation yeah. is it needed yeah. nope is it cool yep it's yep. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that we <laughs> play with yeah so all right well um anything else that you guys wanted to talk about with the the tech stuff I have a not super techie thing, but oh. I put like this Rain-X, like anti-fog on my triathlon, like TT helmet visor, oh. which so, so there's, you know, they have like a lot of this like anti-fog stuff for like goggles, you know, and stuff like that. And I've used it and I was like, that works. That's fine or whatever. But I have been having all, I think I'm just like a hot person, you know, like I get out of the water, I'm working hard and I put like this TT helmet on and boom, it just fogs up. And I'm like, all right, I have to be able to see if I'm going to be out on the bike. But, um, so I've tried like the goggle anti-fog stuff and it just didn't work. And, uh, I tried this rain X fog thing this weekend and it worked like a charm. It was perfect. So I was like, okay, great. Like this is the ticket. Like I, I might've used it in, um, Ironman Arizona and I didn't have any problems there either, but for sure, you know, if you guys are having this particular problem, which I'm sure not a lot of people are, but if you have a visor, that's something to consider a little anti-fog. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's not super, it's not super techie. No, but I like it. That's, that's a good little tip. Yep. Lance, got anything else? I'm good. I am good as well. Let's yeah. uh, let's jump into one last thing. One last thing. Lance. Yes. Matt's going to go first with one last thing. Okay, that sounds good, <laughs> Matt. Oh, man. Well, but I could have used my anti-fog for uh, my one last thing. But uh, again, so so we um, we had a listener recommend a topic for us. And what I am going to suggest for my one last thing is that if you're listening to podcasts, first of all, thanks. And second of all, like, feel free to just reach out and throw it, you know, throw something out there, whether you use the, you know, the Facebook page or the website or whatever. Like, we really want to hear comments and suggested topics because it's really fun to kind of hear what you guys have to say and, and follow up on it because I think you guys have some really good ideas. So please yeah. comment. That's good. 
do you want to tell them where you would like them to comment at the most? Uh, <laughs> what are all the different places that they can comment, Matt? Okay, well, um, Dialed Cycling Podcast has um, an Instagram account now. We do. We have a Facebook. Yes, we do. We have uh, a website. Yes, we do. So maybe one of those three is great. Great options. Yeah. Um, the emails are are nice as well. The main email is info at um, dialedpodcast dot com. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some comments too on the iTunes. I mean, yeah, oh, I can look at point. some of the analytics that's and the point. vast vast majority of people listen to it on iTunes. So okay. Jump on there and post a comment. Give us a little little shout. Yeah, and give us a rating. I know that they say that you can only give us a five star rating, but push it, guys. Like <laughs> seven, eight. I don't know what you can do. Yeah. Oh, uh, anything else, Matt? No, that's it. No, no. One point five. Last thing. Uh, well, I'm gonna put out a video joking about the chain checker tool that um, Jake recommended. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I think you said that was maybe like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, uh, something like that. So um, I had one come in the mail and I just started going around different bikes. Excellent. Uh, and, and there's lots of little interesting things like um, like a one speed bike. There, the allow the allowment of um, chain stretching is a lot less. Like there's just like it's supposed to be like almost what was it like point zero one amount of stretch, which is like almost none. Yeah. Uh, and then on eleven speed bikes, you're supposed to change out the chain after like point five. Yeah. Whereas all the other you know bike speeds like your nine, your ten, your you know whatever nine ten, those are you're allowed up to like point seven five. 0.75 and is that is that millimeters of stretch what, what i don't know what yeah. the mef- those numbers are but i believe it's millimeters of stretch millimeters of yeah, stretch and, and yeah that, so. the point that you made about the 11 speed that was actually news to me and we, yeah. we talked about that and i'm like yeah. that's interesting and i yeah. i still haven't gone and, and done Double more check, research yeah. on it but um yeah, that, that's interesting because i usually go 2.75 on right. my 11 speed chain and have been doing that and since it, i think it was because uh. the components are th- slightly thinner and it, it's basically like hey you know, if these are more expensive, like go ahead and yeah. change out the chain because they're putting wear and tear on your yeah. cassette, um, different teeth and piece like, pieces yeah. like that, that. I do notice, though, that the 11 speed chains tend to stretch a little bit quicker in general, right. too. So that's kind of a bummer because yeah. um, and you go from like a, your old 10 speed, you're changing it out like every 1,500 to 2,000 miles. I'm finding it's more like yeah. 800 to 1,200 miles. It, it, that's, yeah, oh, and twelve yeah. speed's gonna be around the corner, so yeah. they're make things thinner. They're yeah. gonna stretch out more. So yeah. who knows? Yeah, right. fun. Lance, one last thing, bud. Uh, happy anniversary, yeah. Brandy Hepler. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Lance Thanks for not listening. <laughs> <laughs> the assumption is that our wives aren't listening. <laughs> That's the assumption. So. Yeah. Yes. I'll have to post a picture up of the uh, Lance Romance mobile that I saw over the weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fun stuff. So. Mr. Jake, do you have one last thing? I do. Um, I am. I've got one of those double-edged sword things today. Oh, no. I, I'm kind of in a uh, in a pickle, and I, I kind of like woke up this morning and I had made my mind up. But um, I've got the opening night of short track tonight, yes. and we've got a boatload of people on our team that are going to be out there racing, and it's such a fun event. And I've been looking forward to this forever. Um, as some of you know, I coach my son's baseball team uh, and we had our last game of the season, which I've had on the calendar for quite some time. I love coaching baseball. I also love it when baseball is over because I get a yeah. whole heck of a lot of free time, which I don't get a lot of. And I was really jonesing for this whole, like not having to coach baseball on Monday nights and going out to short track. And they sent out the playoff schedule cause we made the playoffs. And guess oh, when our first game is game tonight at seven 15 tonight. Oh, and my race is at seven 30. So yeah. I was trying to figure out a way that how can I do both 
and I can't. Yeah, it's no. just not possible. And I don't. I can't let like these kids. You grow to love them over the course of the season, and you're their little faces looking up at you. A bunch of like little you know nine, ten, eleven year old kids that have been busting their butt all season. I can't stand yeah. the idea of letting them down. So I will be out at short track to set up the team to see oh. the first couple of races, and then I'm hightailing it out of there to go coach the uh, the the little Baseball guys. The, the Orioles yeah. through their uh, their first playoff game, and they're all pretty jazzed about that. So should be fun times. But I'm kind of bummed, but at the same time happy, and um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. There's but, eight oh. races in the series. Yeah. It's all good. Do you want me to like set up a little track around your yard? <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. Yeah. We could do that for sure. So that should be um, it. Should be fun to coach the kids. I'll let you guys know on the podcast, the next podcast, how they did. Excellent. Because yeah. we will be done for sure, for sure, <laughs> by the next time we post. Because there's uh, three games. It's uh, tonight, and then we would play again on Wednesday if we win tonight, and then we would play again on Saturday if we won on Wednesday. So, otherwise, if we lose, we're one and done and out. There you go. Yeah. So good stuff. Okay. So one last thing from the Dow Podcast team, not just us individually. Oh yeah. We have one <laughs> last Dow Podcast thing, and that is we've got something to give away, and we've got. Um, a little uh, little thing that we're going to ask you to do if you want to earn this thing. Basically, what it is, it's a T-shirt, and it's a, uh, a pretty cool shirt, and I'll have Matt read it to you real yes. quick. Yes, okay. Let's see here. It says, yep, 100 miles. That's right. On my bike. Yeah, in one day. Nah, my butt is fine. Nope, <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yes, I know you don't even drive that far. <laughs> I know that a lot of... People, you know, like anytime you do like I've always had that conversation. You know, you, you, anytime you do a century ride, everyone's like, uh, I didn't even drive that far today. And you're like, uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not, not so, a thing. But it's a cool shirt. It's yep. very funny. Yep. We're going to snap a photo of it. Yes. That's where we're going to put that. We're going to put that up on our Facebook page. Yeah. Dialed Podcast. Yes. And then we are going to ask two things of you. Right. We so. So, yeah, so let's have people go, um, the, you know, the two things that we would love to have people do, it's like, if they could comment on iTunes, that would be great. And then maybe come back to the Facebook page and just say, like, hey, you know, I posted to iTunes or, or whatever. If you want to leave a different comment on this, what we'll do is we'll try to read through those and we'll pick a random winner mm -hmm. and we'll mail it off. Yeah. Mail yeah. off the shirt. It's a size large. Um, so it's going to be yeah. good options for people. So Ship yeah, well it. yeah, and all of Lance Romance's uh, favorite listeners over there in the Czech Republic. <laughs> if you if you are the that person, yeah. we will pay for that international shipping yeah. to get this shirt on your back. And we'll do some um, other give fun giveaways and stuff like that yeah. because I think it's fun. I do. I really like. Um, I like doing them, and I think they're really fun for people just to be able to like, hey, I got this cool thing from Dial Podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I've got all kinds of cool things that are uh, sitting on our little shelf of, of goodies, and all I the goodies. will. Definitely pony up some stuff for us to give away in the future. So um, we thank you, and uh, hopefully you guys will follow suit and, and yeah. post stuff up. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks. I think we are done. Um, Matt, thank you for coming out. Absolutely. Lance, happy anniversary, my friend. Thank you. My pleasure. Evan, wherever you are at, <laughs> thank you. Him. Thank you for helping people get better. We miss you, but we will see you next week. You guys have anything else? That's it. It's good. All Thanks right. Thanks for listening. Thank you, listeners. Bye for now.